Imagine a world with no privacy, where every transaction you make is recorded. Not one ever secret from the government. They know every dollar that goes into your bank account and every dollar that comes out. They know what you spent it on, whether you paid your bills, what your credit score is. They even monitor your PayPal account, your Venmo account. Such a world already exists in communist China, where they have spy technology that does exactly that. And now Joe Biden wants to bring it here to end all financial secrecy. Every transaction you make, everything you buy, all of it goes to the IRS, NSA style. In fact, you could call it an NSA inside the IRS. The one Edward Snowden warned you about. The one that's already capturing your phone calls, your texts, your emails. This would expand that and allow the IRS to see it all. No secrets from Big Brother. Not now, not ever. It could soon be reality because the Biden administration grants this power to the IRS in the American Families Plan, which was unveiled on April 28th. It's the one he calls the infrastructure plan, the one that barely builds any roads. But get this, doubles the size of the IRS. Do you remember him running on that, doubling the size of the IRS, making them all powerful, all knowing and all seeing, giving them a database just like the one the NSA has with everything on you in it? But that's what this terrifying act does. As of 2019, the IRS had 74,000 employees. This adds an extra 87,000 agents, not 8,700, 87,000. It's in the legislation. Reason Magazine just did a major report on it. Here's how Reason describes this monstrosity. Biden's tax plan would cull financial data on masses of law-abiding tax-compliant Americans. In the name of catching tax dodgers, the Biden administration is seeking serious snooping rights to oversee all American bank accounts and payment apps. Quote, instead of promising a chicken in every pot, Biden's plan promises an auditor at every kitchen table, said Republican Senator Chuck Grassley. The Biden administration says they have to do this because the government can recoup $700 billion in lost federal revenue from these new federal spying powers to pay for his gargantuan government expansion, as American Thinker put it. The 87,000-strong army, because let's face it, that's what this is, would be responsible for going after the cash. And no, it's not a coincidence that this plan was unveiled the same month our Federal Reserve chairman proposed we go to a digital currency. Here's a problem. This is a total violation of the Fourth Amendment. You can't get this information now without a warrant. And that won't change no matter how many bills the Democrats pass. And we know exactly what happens next once it does, because China already traveled down this route. In China, it started with monitoring every transaction, as I told you a minute ago. But what did it morph into very quickly? A social credit score system in which every transaction is judged. Read a book the Communist Party would like you to read, your social credit score goes up. Read one that's not banned, but there's a better use for your time, your social credit score goes down. This is exactly how they capture this data through your transactions. Even more terrifying, if we use history as our guide, we know for certain this information will be used by the IRS for political persecution, 
because they've already done it. Just four years ago, our Justice Department settled with over 41 conservative groups who the IRS admitted in court it had targeted purely because of their conservative political positions. These poor people made the mistake of filing for Tea Party charters. They were personally terrorized, not just over the charters. Their individual businesses were audited in punishment, and so were their individual finances. In redress, the Justice Department authorized a payment to them. It will happen again. But what is this really? What's the bigger picture here? It's that every government agency seems to want its own army, and they're getting them. An army not to fight our political enemies, but for political persecution and power. It's been just a week since, on May 19th, I published a podcast on how the Pentagon is now operating a secret army on U.S. soil. It's called the Pentagon Secret Army is operating on U.S. soil. It's from a story broken by the New York Post about the Pentagon's 60,000-strong secret army run through a web of private contractors. It operates on and off U.S. soil. That's completely unconstitutional. The Constitution specifically says our army can't operate on our soil. Yet the Pentagon's army is, and a week later, not a single Republican Congress, not one, has said a thing about it. Never mind that they have what the Post described as cyber warriors who are now going online, posing as regular people and influencing social media debate. The IRS clearly wants its own army, too. The Post Office already has one. Remember, just a few weeks ago, we learned that they were spying on the Post of conservatives and recording who was posting what they considered extremism, then feeding it back to social media companies with requests for censorship. The post office. And where did these agencies get the idea that they ought to have their own private spy equipment, their own private armies, or both? From the CIA. I'll explain next. In his last major leak of information the U.S. government would rather you not know, Julian Assange of WikiLeaks unveiled perhaps the most terrifying thing yet. The CIA had gotten tired of going to court every time it wanted to search the NSA database, which was in the possession of the FBI. So, without bothering to to go to Congress, they simply created their own. That's right, their own NSA inside the CIA to spy on you just as the NSA does. Why? They were jealous. They were jealous that the FBI has an NSA computer. Many of them, in fact, inside the FBI, and that they use them at will without bothering to get warrants or subpoenas. We know that the FBI does this because the FISA court censors them for it every year. They typically break the law by illegally searching that database for everything. They search politicians, friends, family members, girlfriends, boyfriends, neighbors between 14,000 and 19,000 times a year. Every one of those is a crime. Then, at the end of the year, the FISA court issues a censure saying they should really stop it. And then, it starts all over again. That's why the CIA was jealous. Now they have their own. No one in Congress ever said a thing about it. Just like no one in Congress has said a thing about the post office spying on you. The IRS clearly saw that, and they want their own. Their own secret database. And the vast power that comes with it. The good news, folks is that there's still time to stop this. 
it hasn't passed yet. The Biden administration is still dickering with GOP representatives over what version of it they'll pass. If this passes, privacy will be dead. As American Thinker writes about this, Biden's new IRS agents want to know everything about everyone's money, no matter how poor he is. And not only will they spy on him, but they will draw their own conclusions about the cash they see coming in and out. If someone does banking for a wayward son on his own account and includes the kid's money or lends to a friend or gets paid back a very old debt, well, now the IRS will say he's concealing income and bust him accordingly. Everybody's open to this. You ever had your daughter maybe a member of a troop, Girl Scout troop perhaps, and the other mom uh, Venmos the cookie money to you? (laughs) Guess what? IRS now has a right to be at your door. But where have we heard this before? The end of privacy. If you listen to this podcast, you're thinking, I've heard that before. And you're right. It's a key feature of the World Economic Forum's Great Reset. Here's how the World Economic Forum describes this. Welcome to 2030. Quote, I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. The Great Reset, the World Economic Forum says, on its Twitter feed and its website, will produce a new kind of capitalism in which no one owns anything. Everything is delivered right to your door and there is no privacy. In fact, here's the creepy, weird way the World Economic Forum writes about what the Great Reset will be like. On their own blog. This was written by Ida Aachen, ahead of the World Economic Forum's annual meeting of global future councils. Listen to this paragraph. Quote, once in a while, I get annoyed about the fact that I have no real privacy. Nowhere I can go and not be registered. I know that somewhere everything I do, think and dream of is recorded. I just hope no one will use it against me. This was a blog post intended to sell the Great Reset. And it's otherwise very positive. It talks about how if I want anything from a hair blower to food to a bicycle, I just call up an Amazon-style delivery service and it comes. There's no need for money. Money is gone. I have no worries and I own nothing. How committed is the Biden administration to the Great Reset? You know what their campaign slogan was? Remember? Build back better. Just another case of plagiarism by Biden, who's plagiarized a lot of things in his lifetime. The slogan of the Great Reset is also Build Back Better. Who used it first? The World Economic Forum used it first in 2015 to describe the Great Reset. Perhaps this is why Democrats don't care if they ruin the dollar. They don't intend for there to be dollars in the future. Only transactions the government spies upon. But come on, this sounds like crazy stuff. Our government would never actually commit to doing this. Well, the thing is, Biden's administration already did. Back in mid-November of 2020, former Secretary of State John Kerry, who's now Biden's special presidential envoy for climate, represented the incoming Biden administration when he declared that the Biden administration would support the Great Reset and that the Great Reset, quote, will happen with greater speed and with greater intensity than a lot of people might imagine, unquote. When asked during the panel discussion by panel host Borge Brend whether the World Economic Forum and other Great Reset supporters are expecting too much too soon from the new president, or is he going to deliver first day on these topics, Kerry responded, quote, the answer to your question is no, you're not 
expecting too much. And yes, it, the Great Reset, will happen. And I think it will happen with greater speed and greater intensity than a lot of people might imagine, Kerry said, unquote. Once again, folks, our freedom in our country hangs by a thread, tilts on the razor's edge. As everybody tries to figure out how to get Joe Manchin to vote for this deal so that Republican and Democrat politicians alike can pay off their donors with perhaps nobody on the GOP side. I don't know if anybody on the GOP side even realizes this is in there. Pray to God it doesn't pass. I'll wrap this podcast with a quote from John Kerry. It's the rest of what he said about how we'll do the Great Reset at the World Economic Forum panel discussion. Reset cannot mean we can't think of it in terms of sort of pushing a button and going back to the way things were. And the normal was a crisis. The normal was itself not working. All the forces and pressures that were pushing uh, us into crisis over the social contract are now exacerbated and exacerbated at a time where the world is in many ways coming apart dangerously in terms of global institutions and leadership. There's only one way to meet that challenge. The CEO capacity of the World Economic Forum is going to have to really play a front and center role in defining the reset in a way that nobody misinterprets it as just taking us back to where we were, but preparing us to be able to deal with global climate change, with this massive inequity through globalization.